You probably know people who are extremely talented, but they just can't seem to succeed in a leadership role. And and then on the flip side, we know those who may not be quite as gifted, but they thrive in leadership roles. So what makes the difference in leaders who are effective and those who are ineffective? And I would say without a doubt, outside of spiritual things, the difference is a higher emotional intelligence. And at some point in the last few years, you've probably heard of emotional intelligence. It's called EI or EQ for short. Uh, It's taken the business world by storm. And more and more people are realizing that it's it's, uh, impact on leadership and also just on life in general. So today, I want to share with you from my perspective, just what emotional intelligence is all about. Stay tuned. Hey there, I'm Ryan Franklin, and I would love for you to join me every week as we explore leadership topics that will help you get the clarity needed to move your organization forward. Just hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified as soon as I post a new session. And before we get started, I do want to mention that I have a great new product called the Christian Leader Blueprint. It's a solid model for leadership development. And if you've been looking for something that can help you or your team members develop in leadership, look no further than the Christian Leader Blueprint. And I want to give it away to you as my gift. Just go to ChristianLeaderMadeSimple.com and you can download it for free today. And without any further delay, let's get to our session. I want to start by just sharing with you a few definitions of emotional intelligence from the experts. The first one is, is sort of a psychology-type definition from Mayer and Salavi. They're considered to be among the first developers of the concepts of EQ. And here's what they said. Emotional intelligence is the ability to perceive emotions, to access and generate emotions so as to assist thought, to understand emotions and emotional knowledge, and to reflectively regulate emotions as to promote emotional and intellectual growth. There's another man by the name of Daniel Goleman. You may have heard of him. He's the guy that sort of put emotional intelligence on the map in the mid-1990s. And here's his quote, and I love this one. Emotional intelligence is the capacity for recognizing our own feelings and those of others, for motivating ourselves and for managing our emotions well in ourselves and in others. That's a great quote. If you were to explore it, there's quite a variety of thoughts on what EQ really is. And I like to take a more encompassing approach to EQ and try to make it somewhat simple. So here's my bottom line definition for EQ. Um, Regarding your emotions, EQ is about understanding yourself managing yourself, understanding others, and managing our behavior towards others. And when I think of EQ, that's what I think of. Emotional intelligence is an overarching term to many of the concepts in the Christian Leader Blueprint because it's such an important concept in leadership today. So based on the bottom line definition, let's briefly cover each of these components. 
And the first one is the foundation for all of the others. And if you don't get this one, or if you do get this one, it's going to eliminate at least 50% of the pain of leadership. And that is, number one, understanding yourself. And I refer to this as self-awareness. Self-awareness means that, that you have an understanding of your emotions, strengths, weaknesses, needs, and drivers. And the deeper and broader the understanding you have, the more you'll have the ability to manage those things within you. And we all have different combinations of strengths and weaknesses and needs within us. And although EQ is not specifically about your strengths and weaknesses, EQ allows us to recognize these characteristics that impact our emotions. And in turn, we're able to manage, to more effectively manage those things in ourselves and more effectively manage the emotions and the energy that is associated with those strengths and weaknesses. And if you have a good self-awareness, this means that you have a good understanding of your actions and your emotions um, and how they're going to impact others around you and ultimately impact the organization in which you serve. So let me give you an example. If I'm aware that I'm a perfectionistic type person, which I do have those tendencies, I understand that the, the emotions and triggers that are associated with this within me. And so with this awareness, I can push against my grain and, and, and my uh, temper, sort of uh, temper my emotions back and, and make an effort to not drive people crazy with my perfectionism. And, and I do this by not expecting the same perfectionism from others and even pulling back what I expect of myself even. That's understanding myself and then managing how that impacts the world around me. And here's another example. If you know that your compassion level is really high and, uh, and know that that's one of your strengths, then you may have to be more intentional about the emotion that's associated with that. You, have, you may have to be more intentional about telling people the things that they don't want to hear because you have so much love and compassion and emotion uh, towards people, you may struggle with telling people those hard things. But if you're aware of that, you're more likely to push against your grain and, and equip yourself to give truth in more healthy ways. To use your, uh, you're more likely to use your compassion as, as the great strength that it is in telling people hard things. That's understanding yourself and then managing how the emotion impacts the world around you. Another characteristic of self-aware people, many times they love to hear feedback or constructive criticism, and they take it in in a healthy way because they know that it helps them to become even more aware. But when a person has has low self-awareness, that feedback can easily be seen as a threat or maybe even a sign of failure and and negatively impact their emotions. So let me give you one more characteristic of self-aware people. They know their limits, and they'll usually not stretch themselves too thin and taking on things that they they can't handle. They understand that when they do this, uh, and they, they understand what it does to their emotional and physical energy. So they'll weigh out the risk more before they take on certain things, and they'll make better decisions based on 
their internal makeup. So understand yourself, understanding yourself is one of the most important areas for EQ. Our number two will take number one, the first thing that I mentioned to you, self-awareness, up a notch. In fact, number two is what will make number one really worth your investment in number one. And that is manage yourself. That's my number two point, manage yourself. We also call this self-regulation. People who can self-regulate are those who can control their bad moods or other emotional impulses. And and the example of of anger, instead of getting angry and flying off the handle, a person that can self-regulate can actually get angry and not overreact. Um, As Ephesians 4.26 puts it, we can be angry and sin not. In other words, a person can get mad, but not react in a way that's destructive to relationships around them. And on the flip side, a person that can manage themselves also doesn't deal with the things in, uh, in their life in a passive way either. This person can understand what's at stake and the communication that needs to happen and, and actually make the communication happen in a healthy way, actually manage a situation. And let me mention this, a high EQ person doesn't walk around telling everyone everything that's going on inside of them. Instead, they manage their feelings really well. And those feelings get expressed, but it's done appropriately. Um, and, it's, and it's with appropriate safe people in their life and definitely much more effectively. Also, in managing oneself, it's important that we pay attention to what motivates us. What brings energy to our day-to-day lives? What do you truly desire? What are you passionate about? Because if we know our motivation, we can make better choices. We can work longer and harder when it's needed. And we can fight through some of the toughest of circumstances in our lives. It's the fuel that motivates us and drives us forward to do great things. And so this third aspect of EQ is is where all of this kind of begins to to make a little more sense in leadership. Number three is understand others. I'm not talking about physical characteristics here. Um, I'm really talking about the internal. This This is our ability to understand the emotional makeup of other people, to relate to what they're going through in the moment. And And the best word that I can use to describe this is the word empathy. And if you've listened to, uh, if you haven't listened to my recent session called A Five-Step Process to Use Empathy, I definitely encourage you to to go check that out when you're done with this one. Uh, This is not something that comes natural to me, but I've worked hard to increase my understanding of it. And it's, it's actually become one of the most useful tools that I use in any relationship, but especially in leadership. Empathy and understanding others is so, so vital for leadership. And then another aspect of understanding others as a leader is understanding what motivates your team members. What do they want in life? What brings energy to their personal or or work life? Uh, what What do they perceive to be their strengths and weaknesses? And just tuning into these things can 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 make a huge difference in the way that you lead and the way that the people that you lead feel about themselves. 
And then the fourth aspect of EQ, this is really where all of these components kind of come together and make a huge difference in your ability to lead and manage people. And that's the fourth thing, manage your behavior towards others. And this overlaps with understanding yourself and managing yourself quite a bit, but it takes self-awareness and self-regulation to be able to effectively manage your behavior towards others. But this is also called uh, social intelligence. It's what really helps a leader build more productive relationships. And as previously mentioned, an example of this is, is understanding your anger or other emotions that may arise within you and, and not allowing it to offend or cause harm to a relationship around you. Or it's, it's just paying attention to what's going on in a person and, and, and managing how you respond to the person in that moment. This is just good social skills. And a person with good social skills is, is very good at managing relationships and building networks. It's easy for them to find that common ground and build rapport with others. And I want to point out this. Uh, I want to point out that this is, a, this is different than just friendliness, okay? It's definitely friendliness, but with a purpose. And it's being friendly with people, but also being intentional with leading people in the direction that you feel you need to go with them. And sometimes managing your behavior with others may include having to push against your grain and, and even confront a person at times. Sometimes we have to tell people things that they don't really want to hear. But if we have a high EQ, we're going to do it in a graceful and a productive and constructive way. And so that's the four components of emotional intelligence. The good thing for you and I is that EQ seems to be mostly learned. And so it develops as we go through life, and we can definitely learn from our experiences in day-to-day -day life, but we can also do specific things to educate ourselves even more about what's going on, on inside of us. And studies have shown that our level of EQ increases as we grow more proficient at handling our emotions and impulses and, and learning how we're motivated and sharpening our empathy and our social skills. The old-fashioned word for this is just simply maturity. We, we should mature some naturally as we age, but we can also take steps to intentionally mature our emotional intelligence. Look out for next week's session. I'll share with you how this impacts leadership and some practical tips that you can take to increase your emotional intelligence.